Hey folks, welcome again to the greatest episode of the greatest podcast in the world with your internet buddies, Matt and Eddie. It is the No Class Podcast. Wow, you got that on the first take. I know, it's amazing. But there will only be one take, so no editing, no changes. No net. Live, all live. No stunt doubles, nothing. Well, uh, this is Eddie that you're listening to now, and to let you know, there will be no audio pauses or awkward lulls, because that is Matt's job to fill all of those. Challenge accepted. So, uh, leading out, did you see that Wizards is doing, or Wizards of the Coast, excuse me, for the five of you that don't know what that is, um, are doing away with MSRP? Wow. How, How can you do away with such? Well, you know, there's kind of different uh, uh, thoughts on it, but you figure now in this day and age, more things like Amazon, etc., are selling it, and they sell it well below MSRP. So I think that's part of like, and it's sold in other countries and da 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 da. So they're doing away with MSRP. But I'm wondering <clears throat> what's going to be the impact on local retailers, the brick and mortar stores that are the backbone of, of gaming, really. Well, they'd still have to have a bottom price right well i mean you figure like i used to work in a game store years ago and basically we would pay about 30 to 35 percent of msrp for something so you figure see how much profit's built in there but you got to keep the lights on and payroll and all that sure um so but that's where you buy it on amazon and you're getting it well below msrp but still they're making a profit you know if they okay so you figure a, a typical D book is 50 bucks and so half of that's 25. If you paid that much for it, you know, they're still making a profit. And I guess they're looking at volume and they don't have the problems of overhead selling that out of their garage or whatever, you know, or Amazon, you know. Hmm. You no, know. it still seems like you'd have to, they'd have to set a minimum price at least to the retailer. But you're going to kind of have the same problem, I think, because Amazon can still undercut that. Right. And so it's almost like you're hamstringing the, 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 the brick and mortar guy even more than he's already kind of taken it. So I really thought it was kind of an F you to game stores. And that's what irritates me is, I mean, that's how people find out about these products initially and where they get to play them and, and try them out, you know? Well, part of that might be that we're old. <laughs> Maybe more of the kids, the kids out there are finding it online. Get on Reddit and you'll see all these new things that are coming out. And then I'll get on my roll 20 or fantasy grounds and play it. Yeah, and I mean, we're because of who we are, we're thinking about D&D books, but also this is Wizards, so it's magic cards and stuff, too. Mm. But still, that's tough on the brick-and-mortar guys, I would think. But anyway. Well, going back on that topic, uh, I know we've talked about before Goodman Games with the Dungeon Crawl Classics, the Mutant Crawl Classics. You, I think, buy the majority of your stuff online from their site? I do, from their site. And their shipping is a monster, but... Whereas I buy the majority of my stuff from the friendly local game store. And there's times where that's kind of bit me in the butt where it's like, I've had that book for two weeks and I'm like, I'm still waiting for it to show up. But that's my way of supporting the local game store. But I kind of wonder what Goodman prefers. Well, and and I'm really proud of Goodman in that, you know, uh, they've, they've got a policy, say, unlike other game companies, we won't mention wizards that basically want to support, the brick and mortar places that that help 
you know, promote them, etc. in that they've done con-specific modules because they believe in gaming conventions and how important they are. And they gaming cons are how they originally helped them spread the word about their games. Number one. Number two, they do store-specific. That one, um, the, the, the devil on, the something-something on Devil Crown Hill, you could only get that through retailers. I got it through our local game store. I had them special order it for me. It's like pulling teeth, but I got it. Yeah, speaking of the games, game store specific stuff, I really wanted to get that fifth edition fantasies pack that they had, and I let that slide by, and I didn't get it, and I'm kicking myself now. I should have gotten that. Yeah, like they've done some other things that were like treasure chests or whatever they called them, and you had to get them through through retailers. So that's you know Goodman does that, and I'm, I'm there might be other companies that do. I don't know. Well, since <clears throat> you mentioned conventions, I guess we should get to the real reason that we maybe we're here is to promote our shit yes indeed vc's promotion so so we're surrounded right now with our red river rpg con our long con swag and the mess of stuff that goes along with it as i store a bunch of it in my living room and his wife appreciates it a whole bunch anytime he gets something new i have to <laughs> have to you know have to needle his wife you know because she loves Please it. Please do not needle my wife. I won't. I won't. I promise. But um, I guess the other thing we should talk about is kind of like since this is the introductory podcast, mm-hmm. there will be some foul language. Oh my! There will be some salty talk. But I think for the most part, our topics will be pretty PG. Yeah. Talking about PG thirteen. Geek culture, focused on gaming, of course, but books, movies. Yeah. Anything that falls back into it uh like we're talking about D D, but there's appendix in so we talk about all those classic authors yeah right and speaking of which what are you reading right now oh man uh if i have to own up to reading anything i guess i'm still somewhere in arts and arcana okay um uh mine is the it's like hero's journey but it's spelled like h-i-e-r-o by sterling lanier it's basically a post-apocalyptic, like, you know, quest. You know, kind of like Tolkien-esque where it's like, you know, save the world, throw away the ring kind of thing. But instead it's like the death has come once. And uh, hero, whatever his name is, Destain or whatever, has got to stop the death from returning. Well, I've once again fallen down into the Dark Souls <laughs> abyss. So I recently beat three and then won the remastered version, and I said, I should go ahead and do two while I'm at it. Eddie likes the Dark Souls series just a little bit. But luckily it does not influence my gaming <laughs> and my GMing at all. There's nothing, nothing that you could correlate back. <laughs> I, of course, dusted off uh, Fallout 4. I'm playing that again. But this time I'm really focused more on um, community building. My wife was playing that, and that's how we switched over. I wrapped up my game to let her have the console, and I said, you have to get me 100% in my community, and that's going to be the deal. You have to get that achievement, that trophy, Mm -hmm. so now you can take over. And she got 100% oh, yeah. uh, happiness in every one of your settlements? Whatever. I think you just have to do it just at one, in one of them to accomplish it. Well, I, I'm going to have to look at some cheat kind of thing or whatever because, I mean, they've got the the gymnastic horse, the weight bench, the haircut station, 
you know, ample security. For me, it'd be like that big concrete wall with tripod guns all over it would make me happy, but apparently that's not enough. Well, we're recording this uh, somewhere in the middle of February. We'll see when it ever comes out, but right down the road from this is Red River RPG Con at the end of April, the 26th, 27th, and 28th. We're really excited. It's at the uh, Ramada slash, slash Clarion that's on the over off close to Pine Road. Um, we're going to have some special guests for once. We normally don't do that, but. Well, I think what people want to know is is there going to be a cake? Well, it's kind of a tradition by now, but it should be a king cake, I'm thinking. That would be nice. Yeah. Special guests. Who are our special guests this year? Well, Ben Burns, of course. Okay. Uh, ben Burns, uh, you may know him from his Paranoia, Top Secret, 5th Edition, 1st Edition, 2nd Edition, uh, Call of Cthulhu modules. Specialty dice. Yeah. Card games, board games. Uh, he is new Comet Games. I hope that I got that right. I probably just messed it up. It's probably Rogue. But yeah, he uh, and she used to be Dark Cult um, Games, but he had to change it. But anyway, uh, a man of many talents, absolutely. And then our other special guest that we got is Jonathan Thompson of Battlefield Press, and they're doing a Kickstarter right now for. Oh, I will totally mess it up, so I'll skip it and say, find it out there. Uh, it's also on our uh, con Facebook page. Right on. And then the last but not least guest is Louisiana Shreveport's oh, own. Oh, yeah, Matt LeBlanc. Which is... He's a Shreveport boy. A new big dragon. Yeah. There's a, also Fat Dragon, I think, and they do uh, 3D models. So usually when I end up saying new big dragon, I have to keep that one uh, for Fat Dragon out of my head, too. I get, yeah. That's the other one I can get mixed up pretty easy. And, I mean, I, I'll... I was really glad to, to have uh, LeBlanc because, you know, one, he's a local boy. Uh, two, um, I own, like, every product he's made. He comes to um, our... NTRPG. Yeah, NTRPG. Uh, Happy to plug those guys. Yeah, absolutely. We love them. And um, anyway, and so being there, he's just really a nice guy, easy to talk with, very approachable, and his products are really solid, just really well made. And speaking of people that we will pimp out, Frog God Games should be back at Red River RPG Con. Oh, yeah. And I bought some of their product last year, and it was just awesome, top-notch, very usable. Um, they did a, like a, a book that's a lot of the Fiend Folio monsters from back in the day redone for 5th edition, and then sprinkled in a few uh, new ones. Artwork's great. Uh, stat block's really clear. Um, flavor text is good. They're just it's very usable product. Now, are they the ones that did the deck of many things? I know that they were selling them, but I don't know if they're the ones that made them. They didn't actually do them, but they were selling them. But they're gorgeous. I mean, the artwork is really nice. The cardstock is is top notch. Um, but yeah, you know, it's nice to have a physical representation of the deck of many things. Yeah, that's one of the things you really can't do is a digital download. You want those cards in hand. Absolutely. Not a special guest, but maybe a uh, friend of the con is uh, from Frog God Games. We're going to have Bill Webb out. Absolutely. He's going to run some games for us. We're excited about that. Yeah, he's going to run some games. And all the special guests will be running games, it looks like. 
Yep. And oh man, uh, you know, like for instance, Ben has written some amazing modules. So for the, the what what a pleasure to have the guy who wrote it running the game for you. And same with I'm sure Bill Webb and the others. Would this be an awkward pause? Because it's your job to fill all <laughs> awkward pauses. Yeah, I hear you. But as well as, uh, you know, we're, we're excited looking forward to Red River. You know, last year we had a pretty good turnout. This year we expect to have an even better turnout. we got some great vendors, too. Uh, Durthens, um, he made, I own one of his bags, and I bought like three of them. They're just really high quality, great looking. They're handmade, hand-stitched, really good quality. Um, as well, we're looking at possibly having, uh, is it a game store out of Ruston? Is that Southern Realms or is that a different one? No, that's the uh, Hurek and oh, okay. Alvar and Hurek. I think they put in, right? I mean, submitted they've a, applied. they've applied. So you don't get say. any plugs until you pay. That's right. Yeah. Okay. No more plugs. Anyway. Unless you're NTRPG or Frog God, you've definitely earned it. Oh yeah. Those. Yeah. Awesome. Can't say enough good things about either one. So, uh, what games are you running at Red River? I don't think I'll run any games. I think I'll just stay home that weekend, maybe snuggle up with a good book. That's awesome. That's just great. Now, I'm doing some, yikes, I can't even think. Uh, the first one's going to be a first edition uh, running of Temple of Elemental Evil. Classic. And that's going to be an ongoing thing. So I've got pretty much all the people from Long Con that played it are coming back for the second round. And we'll keep running it until everybody dies or loses interest or we get through it. So that could go for a while. Uh, then I think we'll be running probably a DCC tournament. Mm -hmm. Two tables that are playing the same adventure concurrently. Is that the right word? I mean, yeah, we're. I think we're still working out our bugs, but the initial idea is that they'll be in the same dungeon at the same time. Will they be friends or will they be foes? Yeah, work together, work against each other, or just outright conflict. That's what we're hoping for. But, duh. And then on my last slot on Sunday, I'm thinking uh, we usually do a 5th edition Adventures League, but I'm not feeling the demand, so I may use that as a deadline to push myself to finish an MCC adventure that I'm working on which is, I think, going to be called Carnage in the Casino. Oh, man. I can't wait to help you playtest that. I'm working on it slowly but surely. And what will you be running? Well, I'm glad you asked. You know, as usual, like at uh, Long Con this year, you know, my, my list is usually pretty heavy with DCC and MCC. Um and figuring that we'll have a, a different group of, of individuals, so I don't have to worry about so much um, them go, oh, you know, I've already played that. Uh, I'm running Bloodbath at Allsville, which is DCC slash Crawling Under a Broken Moon. And I ran that, I think, Friday at Long Con this year. I'm going to run it again Friday evening at um, at Red River. And that's generally a, a – it's like a competition, and, you know, it's a funnel, and it, it's a lot of fun. It's uh, But – 
whoever, you know, I'll have ribbons or, or medals or whatever like I did this year, first, second, third place. And I might try to come up with some other creative prizes or, or things. And is that an original adventure written by Matt Gillette? Absolutely. That's, that's my baby. All right. What else you got? Um, let's see. Beyond that one, I've got... Um, should be right here. Oh, Malice Starport, DCC Cubum again. What are the odds? Malice Starport, I'll, I'll mention on here, you know, for whoever's played it, but there was a, uh, a, a Gamma World adventure that was like a pamphlet insert with the Game Master screen in like first edition Gamma World. And it was called the Something Something Starport. So basically, I'm going to redo it, restat it, you know, make it my own, throw a little spice in there. But I'm redoing that old little mini adventure for the con. I'm calling it Malice Starport. And then I'm betting you have at least, well, you've got to run the other one with me. Exactly. So is that it? Or that's you got it. one more? That, nope. That's my, that's, seeing as we're doing that one together, that's my three games. Wow. So this time, uh, those of you that have attended a previous long con or Red River, you may be used to me and Matt running pretty much in every session at least one of us is running something but this time i said we might enjoy it a little bit more if we didn't run something in every single slot so we're kind of restricting ourselves back to three apiece this time on that way we don't have to call upon uh, other people to help as much and we appreciate the people that have helped us in the past we couldn't do it without you but um this is great that while one of us is running the other one's free to put out fires and plus i just love interacting with the con goers and some of the the peep, the vendors and things like that. I really enjoy that. And um, going around and, you know, shaking hands, ask people how they're doing and doing whatever we can to, to make the con that much better. And perhaps even being able to play in a game ourselves because we hear about all these fantastic games that people run that they never run again and we miss out on them. Yeah, that's, I won't lie, there's a couple of games on the list that I'd really, really love to play in. I'm, I'm, I'm envious of anybody that comes to this con because there's just going to be an amazing group of, of GMs and some really amazing games that I know I want to play in. And it's not to say that with us not having scheduled games in every slot, we might be convinced to do some off-list play or after hours. or I mean, don't hold your breath, but yeah, it could happen. But regardless of what we do, we do have after-hours play at the con. We don't usually schedule it, but you can post up a sign or something like that that says, hey, at midnight, I want to play this. I'll run it. I need five players. Or, hey, would somebody like to do this? I've got three friends that will play if you'll run something for us. Yeah. And I like um, – we, we this year at Long Con, we demoed a – a mini painting session where it's like you've got some really talented people that'll give you pointers. You paint your own miniature. We provide the the brushes, the paints, the miniature. And basically, I mean, there's no fee other than, you know, if, if you pay to come to the con and you slot yourself into that slot. That first come, first serve. Yeah, exactly. But I mean, it's, you know, uh, essentially a free miniature. We provide the paints and the brushes and all. I mean, that's awesome. And people had a lot of fun at Long Con. And we had one person, one, probably more than one, that discovered, happy accident, that they were pretty good painters. Yeah, for sure. And we've got a lot of people that are good at helping somebody that's new to give them the tips and pointers and say, this is how you do it. Yeah. Another thing is, uh, people that deserve plugs from us, Geek World. Oh, absolutely. They've been doing a painting tournament contest lately. And I was thinking that might be a little something that we could incorporate into the long con in the future. 
is uh, Sunday morning you paint it. Sunday afternoon we judge it and you win a little something-something. Yeah, no, I like the sound of that. It just makes me think, so what's probably our, our, our number one, like the marquee prize in our raffle this year, Eddie? There's a um, lot of cool things, but which one stands out? You're going to ruin it for me because I'm looking at it right now, but I sure can't read it. It is a Reaper Bones, and then what is that, like Mal Drakkar? Needless to say, it's like this ginormous dragon. Yeah, it's kind of a undead Tiamat. Yeah, it comes, it's, it's like multiple parts because it's just so big. It's huge. Yeah, I'm think, trying to think of something to compare the size of that to. Bigger than a bread box. Yeah, I'm almost, because of the things that are laying around, I'm like, if you took about three or four of the big, thick DCC uh, rule books and laid them together, it'd probably be about that big. It's pretty huge. And uh, that was something that was voted on by our folks on the Facebook page to say, hey, what would be a great prize for you? Um, would you want, like, last year we had Gloomhaven as the big prize. Would you like to see Gloomhaven again? Would you like, a you know, the big happening board game? Or would you rather have a big mini like that? And that's what they wanted. And speaking of that, we had dice bags for our previous cons. But this year the people have spoken and said, no, we'd rather have a die. So we've got custom D6s for both the Red River and Long Con. And um, yeah, they look gorgeous. We've gotten a lot of good feedback. The um, the one for Red River is Mardi Gras colors, you know, Shreveport, Louisiana. And then, you know, the, the Long Con one, of course, is black and red with the uh, uh, wax seal red emblem for Long Con. So luckily we'll have a lot of those to give out to you. Yeah, that's... It's great. You know, now something to put in those dice bags. Yeah. If you got the dice bag year one, year two, come back and get a die to go with it. But, yeah, so, I mean, Red River's going to be awesome. And then we're, you know, looking down the road to uh, Long Con, you know. Is Red River going to be awesome? It's going to be great. I have such an awesome, great feeling that we're going to have a great turnout. People are going to come out in droves. Well, then I'll take this opportunity to say we never really know how many people are going to come out. That's the one thing that is always kind of hanging out there until our deadline. So, for example, Long Con, we didn't know until ticket sales ended. Everybody bought them the final day, and that could be the same thing with Red River. Yeah, the only – well, it's kind of like you know the old classic saying is like uh, procrastination is its own reward or whatever, but the, the thing about it is – and it's, I think it's human nature, just people in general that want to piddle shit around to the last minute to buy a ticket. And the shame of it is they do themselves a disservice because we're not making any money off these cons. We do this because we love the games and we love the social aspect and getting together and meeting new gamers and people and, you know, whatever, and running games for new people. But anything that we do make, we've put back in. Like, we didn't have to do dice bags, but we want to give y'all something cool. We didn't have to do dice. We want to do that. We don't have to do a raffle. We want to do that. So the thing about it is, if heaven forbid we did make a dollar, we're going to put it right back into the con. Well, how so? Well, yeah. If people wait till last minute to buy tickets, then, you know, we've got all this excess of money and like, gosh, what are we going to do with it? We'll fold it into the next con. Don't, don't doubt that. But it'd be nice for that con. If we sold more tickets up front or even halfway through, we could have time to reach out to some person to make 
ball caps, t-shirts, dice bags, as well as dice or, or a variety of dice or any number of, of nifty things, bookmarks or something. But if we, if, if, by the t- if we sell tickets at the last minute, we don't have time to scramble to do that for you, which is what we want to do. But anyway, enough preaching. It's never enough. This is our podcast, so, man, we can just <laughs> hammer that into the ground. You knew what you were getting into, people. You slack jawed. Get off your ass. No, anyway. But so we won't cry too much until the 15th of March, and that'll be the very last day, and that, I guess, is when the tale will be told. I like your analogy of it's like election night. Oh, yeah. No, it was, that was long con this year was, and I'll, I'll, I mean, it's like, should I tell a story? I'm going to tell it that, uh, you know, we love long con and we're excited about Red River, but like long con's our baby. That was like the first con we did and, and we want it to, to thrive and explode and whatever. Anyway, I mean, tick tock, time's marching on, days turn into weeks, months. We're looking at each other every time we, I'd come over to my house or I'd come over here. It was, uh, like, hey man, um, one of us would be stressing out and the other one would be like, be cool. But we were finally towards the end just going, well, we just shrugged our shoulders and said, I guess this is it for long con because we didn't sell Jack for tickets. And we thought, man, we did so well last year. I just can't fathom this. I, I just knew we were going to do at least as well or better. And then right then it's kind of like talking about my analogy, like election day, you know, the, the, all the results are pouring in. It looks like one candidate's ahead from what states have reported. You go to bed, you wake up the next morning and the other candidate won and you're like, what? You know, well, that was us was when I went to bed at eight, nine o'clock, whatever it was at night after I take my, my Geritol and watched some Matlock. Um, I woke up the next morning, pick up my phone. Boom. We had exploded and sold what three times as many tickets as we had in six months in like a four hour span overnight. I mean, what on one hand we were excited but can you imagine kind of how frustrating that is that to not know until the last minute if this is going to happen? Because you have to understand if we don't sell enough tickets, I mean, we love doing this, but we're not going to, we're not going to take a bath. You know, you, you, you got to meet us halfway. <laughs> yeah. So, um, we don't want to be just an advertisement here, but the podcast is probably not our thing. I don't think we're going to blow up and be internationally loved for the podcast. But if it's another way to promote the con and keep it happening for you, that's what we want to do. And really, like Matt said, we don't make cash off this. I'm not exactly sure why we're doing these cons. There's just something about us that I think we like to spread the love of the game. Masochists. Nah, I think we're magnanimous. I like that better, yeah. We're spreading the love. Love of the game, man. Love of gamesmanship. And there's really nothing better than being that person that has introduced somebody to the game. I mean, reading the, um, we have our, our, our GMs from our cons. We recently asked them some questions and tell us about how you got in games, your love of the game, this, that, and the other. It was so great to hear that Laurelin, who is a phenomenal uh, a role player and a, and a great, uh, just awesome game mistress or whatever, and to think that my game was her first game and I helped plant the seed and, you know, oh man, that just, that feels awesome. I just, I love that. And so she's, she's brought a lot of joy to people through her gaming or whatever. So, yeah, it's kind of, if you look at like the college coaching tree or whatever, that's kind of what I do for us too. It's like, wow, uh, I got that group started gaming in DCC, which is really Matt's baby. I got them started over in Tyler and kind of encouraged them. And that grew into a big thing. And now it's like all the people over there that 
I got started have now got other people started and then those people get people started and it's pretty kick-ass. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. But yeah. All right. So we're going to go ahead and wrap it up because we could talk all day. Not me, but. Yeah, not Matt. He's the quiet one. So we'll go ahead and sign out with our famous sign out. Uh, bye. <laughs> See ya. <laughs>